Welcome back again. We've reached the point in our series of 66 studies of the 66 books of the Bible. This time we've reached the book of Proverbs, the book of the wisdom of God. Jewish writings called Proverbs the Book of Wisdom. Proverbs is one of the most ancient forms of moral and ethical teaching that we know. The method used here was particularly valuable in ancient times because at a time when books were few and costly to produce, a clear, crisp sentence was easy to memorize. Like the Psalms, Proverbs has several authors. Proverbs chapter 1 verse 1 says these are the Proverbs of Solomon the son of David the king of Israel. Solomon was clearly qualified to author Proverbs. We know he asked for wisdom in 1 Kings chapter 3 and we also know God granted it to him in 1 Kings chapter 4. We are told also in the 12th chapter of Ecclesiastes that he searched out and arranged many Proverbs. And 1 Kings chapter 4 tells us that he spoke over 3,000 Proverbs. Proverbs chapters 22 and 24 indicate that sections of the Proverbs came from what are referred to as wise men, Agar and Lemael. Agar, we know, wrote Proverbs 30 and Lemael wrote Proverbs 31. It declares it. And nothing is known about these two authors except that they wrote Proverbs. So you see, it's reasonable to assume that Solomon was both the scriber of and the collector of these proverbs. Thinking about who these books were written to, Solomon lived and wrote around about 950 BC. At least part of the book was addressed to his son. Proverbs chapter 1 and 2 both suggest this. This principle applies to all the proverbs contained from chapter 1 through to verse 918 and probably the section chapter 10 and 22, but it is more than likely that it does not apply to Proverbs 25 onwards, because at this point that portion of the book was compiled by or with the men of Hezekiah, and this was not until much later, probably around 710 BC. The primary recipients of most of the Proverbs were Solomon's own children, although Proverbs 8 verses 1 to 5 indicates that the book should also be considered for all mankind in general. Whilst God's law is assumed to apply throughout the whole collection, it's interesting to note that Israel is never specifically mentioned. You see there is a universality about this book. It's not presenting itself as just a national Jewish book, but is drawing attention to the fact that these proverbs apply to all people in all times and in all places. The message of the book, the subject of the book, is wisdom. The Hebrew word for wisdom can mean skill. A better translation of it, some would say, is aptitude. These are short, succinct statements and they are meant to be wisdom for living. The wisdom in the book of Proverbs is not the wisdom of people, but it's saying this is the wisdom of God. These proverbs are much more than popular sayings. They are in fact the distillation of wisdom 
for those over hundreds, perhaps thousands of years, who really knew the law of God. The message of Proverbs is, wise people can learn skill for life from living out God's word and from watching and listening to other wise godly people. The teachers of ancient Israel realised that people needed wisdom if they were to handle the everyday affairs of life satisfactorily. The wisdom that is taught in Proverbs therefore offers advice on a wide range of subjects. Some of it deals with apparently minor matters such as talking too much, bad table manners and laziness. There's something for all of us to learn there. But other parts are concerned with wider issues, bigger things such as sexual morality, family responsibility, business ethics, local community affairs and even how national governments should operate. Thinking about the structure of this book, the literary arrangement of the Proverbs is very clearly evident for all to see. There are titles heading each section. Now these are sometimes a little bit difficult to find in the English translation or to get a nuance of what they mean. Three times the title The Proverbs of Solomon appears in, in it before a section. The first time in Proverbs 1 verse 1 where it seems to apply in a sense to the whole book but there are two other occurrences of this phrase in chapter 10 and chapter 25 so it applies also to the sections within the book. The first nine chapters contain, the, contain if you like, discourses on the value of wisdom then follow two collections of the Proverbs of Solomon's and each of those two sections have appendices within each collection. So a quick survey overview is it opens with an introduction and then in nine chapters is a discussion about wisdom and then in chapter 10 to 22 we have the Proverbs of Solomon himself and these are divided into three sections the words of wise men part one the words of wise men part two and then the further words of wise men part three but then in chapter 25 we have Hezekiah's collection of the Proverbs of Solomon thinking about the purpose of why this book was written Proverbs is one of the few biblical book that clearly states its purpose according to the prologue of the book which is chapter 1 to chapter 2 verse 6 there are two purposes of this book of Proverbs, of Proverbs himself, a moral purpose and a spiritual purpose. The first and foremost purpose of Proverbs is to impart moral discernment. Proverbs chapter 1 verse 2 and 3 to 5 clearly tell this for us. The second purpose is to develop mental clarity, spirituality some might say. It is reasonable to suggest that Proverbs is one book of the Bible that we should not read just as if it were a novel or a narrative. The short phrases are pithy and straightforward and designed specifically to make readers stop and think. Solomon and the wisdom teachers by presenting their teachers in poetic form would encourage readers to memorize it so that they could put it into practice in the various circumstances of life that they met. Israelite proverbs differ from other purpose in that they were created or selected by people who knew God's law. It was done so in a way which would enable them to practically apply it to their everyday life. 
Therefore, although the wisdom taught in the book of Proverbs is practical, it's not actually worldly wisdom. It's said to be, this is a wisdom that's coming from God. Worldly wisdom, you see, might easily encourage selfish ambition, regardless of the interest of others. Godly wisdom, however, encourages practical righteousness that puts God's values first in the lives of the listener. It is the basis of understanding God's righteousness. So, to summarize this book, Solomon and others wrote short, succinct statements in order to assist both the wise and the unwise to develop spiritual intelligence and wisdom for living. If we are wise, we will learn skills for life from God's Word, and if we are not wise, we can still learn from watching and listening to other godly people.